student debt, credit card debt, whatever debt. This isn't an episode on debt and how to get out of it, but the spiritual implications of what it means. Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome back to Inverse. This is Inverse. We're going to be talking about stewardship this entire quarter, and we're on Lesson 11, specifically about debt, D-E-B-T, a topic that some people don't want to talk about, but the Bible has a lot to say. I'm going to ask, Asiku, can you start us off with prayer, and we'll get into what the Bible has to say. Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, we'd like to thank you that um, you paid a debt that you didn't owe mm -hmm. and so that we could have life eternal. We pray that we would be good stewards of what gifts you've given to us and that this lesson would help us in that way. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Braxton, Romans 13, 7 through 8. Please, if you don't mind reading. Yes, sir. In the nice style that you do. All right. The Bible says, Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs are due, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. All right, is what's, what's Paul talking about here in Romans chapter 13? It's almost like a contradiction because he starts in verse 7 by saying, you know, poetic. Yeah, you know, give people what they deserve, mm -hmm. give people what they need, give mm -hmm. people what they what 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 befalls to them and mm -hmm. yet don't owe anyone at the same time except love. Mm -hmm. I think what Paul is trying to tell us in 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 Romans is that there is good debt and there's bad debt, you okay. know? And there's biblical debt and there's non-biblical debt. And biblical debt is we owe people the debt of love, and that's something that no matter who we are, we will always uh, and no matter where we are, we will always owe, and that's a good debt to have, mm. owe people. But outside of that, avoid bad debt, and uh, I think that's what we're going to be dealing with, good mm -hmm. debt and bad debt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in the, in the context of, of stewardship, what's so bad about having some debt? Like, we all have a little bit of debt, don't we? Don't Speak we? for I mean, yourself, Justin. The average North American <laughs> has a lot of credit card debt. Your debt is what makes the world go around. There's, I mean, the, the developing world is indebted to the developed world. The developed world is all indebted to America. America is indebted <laughs> to all the rest of the world. I mean, we're going to be in a global economic meltdown. I mean, this is not a good. What? So, is that okay? <laughs> meltdown does not sound good. Okay. Sebastian, what's going on? Help us out here. I mean, I think, I think when you think about debt, <laughs> when you think about debt, you know, when I study finance, one of the, the first rules we talk about in finance and uh, managing of money is, mm. um, you know, are glazing one, over already, man. <laughs> Management and then money. What, what's going on? Here? So you have, you know, the first thing is one-time costs are paid with one-time income. Okay. And recurring income pays for recurring expenses. Okay. This is one of the ways that people get into bad debt, right? So they'll say, well, I got my tax return, right? That's a one-time payment, right? $5,000. And then they take the $5,000 and they commit to something that's going to cost them money every single month. Okay. So when the 5000 runs out, they don't have the ability to pay okay. because they're not properly orchestrating the way that you're, you're supposed to be relating to debt. And so when you talk about good debt and bad debt and the kind of debt that people get, like school debt, et cetera, et cetera, the idea is you get a job when you graduate mm -hmm. and therefore you're making more income and you can pay this back systematically mm -hmm. over time. So I think a lot of people go into debt 
you know, really because they're living above their means. Okay. And they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, as we say. Okay. Um, but I think it's, it's very critical here. What Paul is talking about is the fact that you should give what is due. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I, and I think for it, on, on, the, on the good debt side, I think the reason why we have a debt when he says, oh, no man, we, like we owe no one except a debt of love, so to speak, is because we have a debt because somebody gave us love and now we owe love back, right? Mm -hmm. And how can you say, oh, no man a debt of, except a debt of love? Like, you know, Israel doesn't love me yet, you know, so why do I owe him I love? love? You, I love thank you, Israel. You <laughs> I said, I love you, girl, man. Oh, you say, okay. okay you thanks. girl her. Sorry, I love woman. Amen, yeah. okay. right, grown woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but the reason, why, the reason why we owe people love is because God has shown us love, right? Mm. So God shows us such love and how do you love God back? So he says that in as much as you have done to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Mm -hmm. So how am I going to show God love when he's shown me love is that I need to love Other his people, people. right? Mm -hmm. So I owe a debt of love to people because of what Jesus has done for me. And when I don't feel like I owe people love, mm -hmm. it's because I don't realize what God has done for me. Mm -hmm. you know? So that I think that's the, that's the essence of the good debt that we owe to people is because God has already shown us love, and so I'm going to owe my fellow man. That's cool how God love. uses debt, and then he uses debt in the, in the framework of, mm -hmm. of spirituality and salvation. And it's cool, it's cool how, how Paul uses it, right? Because he's saying, owe no man anything, and it's funny we're talking about debt, and we're using the book of Romans to talk about debt. And yet, the book of Romans starts, Romans right. chapter 1. He yeah. says in verse 14, yeah, yeah. I am a debtor both to the Greeks right. and to the, to the barbarians, right. Right. To the, both to the wise and to the unwise. Um, a Christian is going to constantly live a life of debt. I mean, that's what Paul teaches us in the book of Romans. It's the, the best and the most clear example of the gospel here is the book of Romans. And, 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 and the beginning of it, the foundation is we are in debt. And as Christians, we will forever be in debt. Mm -hmm. We will forever be in debt because God has paid the eternal price of sin for us. Mm -hmm. And so that causes so, automatically be in debt forever. So, I mean, I, I, it, and it's like that, that sounds beautiful, right? When, mm -hmm. you, when you think about it. <laughs> Let, first let's from be a debtors. Right, yeah. exactly. Let's it's kind of like, yeah, you're going to be in debt forever. Yeah, it sounds yeah. beautiful. You will, well, Sebastian, what are you, what are you trying but to But my, my question <laughs> is really like, how do you make that? You can't ask questions. Only <laughs> can ask questions. <laughs> like, how, do you, how do you tell someone you're going to be in debt forever, like you're never uh -huh. going to be able to pay this off and it not become a burden? Mm -hmm. Right. I, and I think that's really the the trick of how the gospel balances both of those. Right. Where there's this element of what God has done for me, which has created this debt. But as we as we've been trying to drive episode after episode after episode, it's this love response. Yeah. Right. It doesn't feel like a debt. Yeah. It's more like if you did a kind deed for me, I'm like, man, this guy helped me out like in my darkest moment. You don't feel a burden to repay because every single sure. thing is coming from a spirit of gratitude. I think without the Lord, without that experience of forgiveness, of justification we have with Jesus, mm -hmm. it is total burden to love everyone out there, yeah. which is the basis for every ideology out there. Love all <laughs> mankind. I'm like, what? That's impossible. There's yeah. some there's some crazy people out there. <laughs> but the Lord allows, gives us that 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 um, that reserve uh, to to expend on people. Now we've been talking about spiritual debt, but we all I, I want to ask the question: Why is actual debt? What are the spiritual uh, mm -hmm. ramifications of yeah. actual financial 
debt. Well, actual debt affects spiritual debt mm -hmm. in many so. in many ways. The, the the most obvious way is that if you are indebted to some to something, if yes, you're indebted yes. to a financial institution, yes, that's going to cause that, yeah, that's going to cause stress. Yes. It's going to cause you stress, <laughs> and that stress is going to impact your religious experience. It's going to mm -hmm. impact your ability to trust God. It's going to impact your ability to be happy. It's going to impact your ability to advance God's work. It's going to mm -hmm. impact your ability to think about others. Mm -hmm. Debt in its nature makes us focus on ourselves, mm. right? Because it's something that yep. we want to get out of. It's a burden that we want and to And in addition to that, right, when you're a debtor to someone, you're also a slave to them, Yeah. Right. right? Because it's like you can't relieve that obligation. And even God backs that up in verse 7. Render, therefore, to all their due, mm -hmm. right? So imagine, right, Jacob and Laban, it's almost like, look, man, I paid the debt. Like, I worked for seven years to get my wife. Then you tricked me. I worked another seven years, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're trying to trick me again to work another seven. I mean, it's like yeah. I've paid my debt, but Jacob stays the course. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you have to render to their due. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what, why do people get into debt? And which is basically another question of asking, how do we also get out of debt? But how mm -hmm. do people get into debt to begin with? It, a spirit, there are spiritual roots why people get into debt mm -hmm. as well. What are some of them? Sebastian, you're... Well, you're, you're thinking about greed, first of all. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the obvious, you know, most people will adopt debt to get something that currently they can't have, but they feel is going to bring an so more added than, value more of than status. Greed, and greed is, is universal, but also more instant greed, instant gratification. gratification yes. You want it now, and, and, and you're not mm -hmm. willing to. So it's not getting something that's bad, but you're wanting to get it now at a higher price. Yes. Okay. All right, Siku, you were going to say something? I, I, I guess I was, I was thinking about if it's possible for people to inherit debt, which I think, you know, generally speaking, you know, you have debt because maybe you, bad decisions that you made, and Sebastian talked about, you know, some at the beginning, you know, you're buying more than you're able to actually, you know, pay for. Um, but I was wondering if it's possible, you know, for you to, not, be, not from your own wrongdoing, for you to inherit debt that, you know, it's not because you were spiritually wrong, but, okay, you know, yeah, you well, end up in a situation, sure. yeah. So it's a kind of a different circumstance yeah. there, yeah. Well, I think there's greed and bad decisions are not necessarily, like greed is a spiritual problem. Right. You know, a bad decision is not necessarily a sure, spiritual problem, sure. but it is a bad decision. And so I think that in addition to greed, I think greed is definitely one of them. But I think that another another reason why people get in debt is because they they make bad, bad decisions. Judgment. Bad judgment. Yeah. And, and um, speaking as a student, you, uh, student loans, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like there's no way you could ever raise that money to, you know, pay that, pay the, the tuition, you know, so. Circumstances. Circumstances, yeah, so not even greed or a bad decision per se, but just, you know, circumstances that lead to. So there is manageable debt, and then there's just ridiculous debt. So as a student, you also have credit cards that students like just charge everything on, and that's, I think that would be <laughs> mm -hmm. dumb debt. But there's yeah. also tuition or mortgages and, and mm -hmm. things that are reasonable debt, right. and, and you can calculate it out. Let's yeah. get some Bible verses here. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 21, 20, 21, 20, and let's help, help uh, let's, let's kind of um, interpret what, what Solomon and his writers are saying in the book of Proverbs. Solomon 21, verse 20. <laughs> Solomon 20. Solomon. Yeah, he what said Solomon 20. Solomon 20. Verse. Solomon 20. <laughs> that is not in the Solomon. verse. Um, <laughs> it's all right. All right. Israel wants to read 2120. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 2120. <laughs> all right. There is a desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Yes, this is like an ancient Chinese fortune cookie inside the Bible. <laughs> what, what does this proverb mean? And please interpret the, the, 
the passage thereof. I think the the the, the, the keyword is squanders Squander. in verse twenty. It's not uses mm -hmm. or invest, but it's squanders, which means you're using it uh, foolishly, mm -hmm. right? So instead of having a treasure in your home, instead of having having resources, you're using foolishly what resources you should have. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's the gist of, of what, what... So a wise person actually looks at the rate of how using and utilizing, and it's not just not looking at that rate and not just... Uh, is mindful of these right. of these rates, if you will. Okay. And I think also the foolish man, um, because the text tells you it from the very beginning that it's the desirable, mm -hmm. right? So you can leverage this, mm -hmm. right, if you use it wisely. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, there's a desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, right, which seems to suggest that those are essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. And this idea that here's this wise man that has this treasure, he has this oil, and he knows it's valuable and desirable, right, but then a fool's going to come along and squander the same thing if he had the same possession. Mm -hmm. And that lets you know that, you know, even with debt, there are people who are very wealthy that also have debt. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned the United States of America, right? Mm -hmm. This is, you know, multi-trillion, bazillion dollar country in terms of how much money is passing through this country, right. but they are in debt. Yeah. But the reality is you can pay it, right? Mm -hmm. To a degree, right? We understand there's some debate on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but well, I hold think that thought. We're going to get back to the United States of America. We're going to look at more <laughs> principles on getting in and getting out of debt after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back to Inverse. We got more commentary in the break by our cameraman than in any other episode. We are never going to get out of this debt the United States has accrued for the bazillions of millions of dollars, unless Sebastian gives us some clue, some solution to the problems of the world. So Sebastian, grant us your wisdom in the next two seconds. Well, uh, basically... Um, <clears throat> What as as we can see here, why are you stuttering? <laughs> Proverbs twenty four twenty. It's really about how America is going to get out of this crisis. Twenty four twenty. Twenty one twenty. This is where we were. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know? okay. Yes. Yes. So you're you're looking at the fact that everybody has treasure, and in this case, right in the proverb, it's oil, mm -hmm. right? But it's about how you manage that which America, is precious. It's also to you. oil. So America <laughs> has has you know valuable things, yep. and it's how you leverage those things that make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's that's the key. Right? There's a lot of natural resources in some very poor countries mm -hmm. because leadership has squandered it right. mm -hmm. and they have not managed it wisely. Mm -hmm. I think normally, I think normally it's, it's like easy for us to think like, man, if, if, I, had, if I had a million dollars, I would, you know, I would, I would, yeah, I would, you know, whatever. I, or, or you're, you're obviously got rich because you inherited. And if I inherited that much money, then I too could be super rich as well. Mm -hmm. And I think the point of Proverbs is everyone actually has treasure, you know, and the way we manage the treasure that we have now is the way we would manage any other kind of treasure because it's an underlying principle. Mm -hmm. We have the treasure of time. If we mismanage the treasure of time, we would probably mismanage the, the, the treasure of money. If we mismanage the treasure of you know, cars, we would mismanage the treasure of houses. I mean, I think the point is that the foolish person will always mismanage mm -hmm. the wise person is wise because they've learned to manage properly. Mm -hmm. And awesome. do, you, do you think that's also related to the fact that he knows what he has is valuable, right? Versus someone you're not going to manage, you know, uh, a, a treasure that you don't know is a treasure, right? That you don't know is desirable. 
Let's go to Proverbs 17, 18. Proverbs 17, 18. The Bible says, A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. What's that Bible verse talking about? The surety for his friend is a commonality, that, a common phrase you see throughout Proverbs. What's going on? Siku. Oh, you're smiling at me. I thought you were you were wanting to say something. <laughs> I, was, I was smiling in question if if because okay. my question was if this is kind of like like co-signing yes. on the loan. Oh, typing. for sure. That's for exactly sure. what it is. Yeah. yeah. So what's wrong with that? Yeah, that's why I was smiling. I was okay. like, what's wrong with that? Would you co-sign for me? No. No. The Bible says don't do it. So. <laughs> well, I think I think you have two things, right? So yeah. first of all, when you're dealing with surety and pledges in the Bible. You have in, a, in biblical cases where you can take someone in terms of physical location, like he's not here yet, but I'm gonna stand here as a pledge, right? Mm -hmm. That I'm so confident my friend's gonna come through. I will stand here in this physical place until he arrives to basically bring whatever he said he's gonna pay you, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I think also what the proverb is talking about is you don't wanna do that, <clears throat> right? And your friend is there, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, I'm gonna guarantee it's like, well, he's here to pay his own thing like you need to let him bear his own responsibility mm -hmm. and don't be a fool, right, to become the guarantee for someone who has no intention or ability to pay it back, right? Mm -hmm. Because eventually this is gonna come back to you. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the critical stories that speaks to this is, you know, the moment when Joseph was testing his brothers and, and Judah tells him, hey, look, don't take Benjamin, because he didn't know it was Joseph. He says, let me be surety, yeah. right, mm -hmm. for the lad, which means he's like, let me stand in his place and pay his debt, mm -hmm. right, for stealing this cup. Right, which we know eventually that's what broke Joseph's heart, sure. you know, to see that his brother had changed. Sure. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a salvific, redemptive element to doing that, because that's essentially what God did for us. Yeah. But I think the truth is we could never pay it. Yeah. That's the difference. There are limitations. I mean, mm -hmm. we're human beings. We can never take the place of God to be a maturity for another, person, for another person's life, another person's right. debt, or whatnot. Uh, there's something powerful about co-signing. I mean, it ruins the entire entire life of that person, the entire family. I got personal experience with it. I mean, we are the repercussions of of some guy, you know, and it's just not a good situation. So mm -hmm. even if the person can pay back the debt, it's even if it's Siku, I mean, we, we should not be co-signing each other. Just go sign your, sign your own stuff. And also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is really the heart of what having a credit score is about, right? Are you credible? Right? Do you have the ability to take yeah, on this America. debt? Mm -hmm. yeah. And we just got to accept the fact that, hey, if you can't pay on, take on this debt, like, as your friend, you, you need to, take it, yeah. right, don't take you on know, the debt. they're international students and they don't have a credit score and they don't have the credit yeah. history. And <laughs> gotta build up no. your credit. <laughs> gotta build your credit. Gotta well, take yeah. start I think, I think that's the yeah. point. The point of the thing is, the point of the text, I think, is saying, like, look, there are individuals who can't afford mm. to do something to such an extent that they require the back of someone else, and mm -hmm. we're not. And the, I think the point is, you're not doing someone a favor by by right. by taking by that, that by doing that. Because mm -hmm. that person, instead, what we should do is help that individual build up to the point where they can be on their own, sustaining these mm -hmm. kinds of things. Okay, let's move on to Proverbs six. Proverbs six. We're doing a a Proverbs uh, proverb mania episode here. <laughs> proverb mania. Uh, proverbs six six through eight and. Um, Smash, why don't you read that for us? You seem kind of antsy. Verse chapter <laughs> 6, verse No pun intended. <laughs> the Bible says, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which, having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. Hey, can you keep reading 9 through 11? Because it's a good part there, too. <laughs> sure. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? 
When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. All right, what's going on there? Why, why bring attention to the ant and what's some principles we can learn from there? The ant is, the ant is smart. It invests. It provides supplies in the summer and then it gathers her food in the harvest. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a financial maturity right, that takes place in, and that should take place with the Christian. Mm -hmm. You have an individual that does not have, therefore has to borrow, mm -hmm. right? Then you have an individual that does have, but is living, you know, uh, is living in the present moment. You know, you're getting and then you're using, you're getting and you're using. Mm -hmm. But where we want to be in order to advance our own Christian experience, because it takes character to get there, and also to advance the work of God is, we want to be like the ant, where it's not living in the present, it's not living in a catch-up situation, but it's actually living in an experience where it is planning for the future. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you know, what, what came to my mind is the fruit of the Spirit, you know, self-control, patience, gentleness. Mm -hmm. I mean, these have financial repercussions. Yeah. I mean, they, they in, in, innately in themselves help you save money because mm -hmm. you're not spending on every little, you know, thing that pops up on Amazon. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm an Amazon <laughs> addict. We can I, tell. Yeah, yeah. We can tell. About Amazon. Loves, I think yeah. I've seen that shirt on Amazon. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're, they have, they have this, um, they have this, this, uh, the Covey quadrant when it deals with time, you know, you yes. want to deal with things that are, you know, there are things that are urgent and that are not important. Then there are things that are urgent and important. There are things that are not important, you know, that are important but not urgent, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with our finances. You know, we want to live in a situation where we're not, where we're not using our money on urgent situations all the time, mm -hmm. but where we've been able to think about how we can advance not only our own personal experience, but more importantly, how we can advance the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Christians, I think it would be awesome if we were in financial positions where we were able to think in the future, how can I, not only in the present, but how can I, in the present and in the future, bless the cause of God? And that's the lesson that we learn from the end, that it always plans for the future. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. Let's go to Proverbs thirteen eleven. Proverbs thirteen eleven, And uh, CQ, can you read that for us when you Sure. It says, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Okay, what's the principle there we can take out from that fortune cookie when we break it? I mean, it's just about honest work. You know, okay. growing up in, in inner city Chicago, you see drug dealers and people making lots of money, mm -hmm. right? And getting the new shoes and the new car and, and all those different things. But the Bible says wealth gained by dishonesty will eventually be diminished, right? Mm -hmm. The very character, and, and there's a lot of shrewdness there, right, in terms of how they handle and what they do. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's, you're eventually going to lose that, right? You, you have to pay the consequences for your crimes. You get caught up in what you're doing. You know, all of that that goes with that, that's diminished, right? But if you gather labor, you know, if you gather by labor, right, you're actually experiencing real increase because it's just honest work. Mm. And I think for a lot of people who like these quick wealth schemes and stuff, you know, the little triangle marketing and all this stuff. Mm. It's like, Spam oh, yeah. from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no offense, right? She's, so, from, she's not from Nigeria. I mean, she's you know, Zimbabwe. sometimes people group them all together, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, whoa. It's true. <laughs> Hello. It's true. From Jamaica. I got some from Jamaica, too. <laughs> Don't lie. Jamaica <laughs> I got some from Jamaica. <laughs> so you're, you're looking at the fact that, you know, each of these scenarios, 
you know, trying to get rich real quick and just move into this. And it's like, well, guess what? There is no shortcut for honest work, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to get there, right? Bill Gates, all these people, they paid their dues. They did work. Mm. There's no question that some of them started ahead, right? Their parents mm-hmm. might have been wealthy or influential. But at the end of the day, they had to put in the work. Mm-hmm. I think, too, that um, it's, it says, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Mm-hmm. I think not just that you'll increase in in material wealth but even as an individual like there's something to be gained through honest work like your 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 character right like as a as a person as as a as a member of society there's something that you gain by doing honest work Mm -hmm. that you cannot by dishonest work even if you get the the dollar bills you know, they, you you lose something actually, yeah. even though you're gaining financially. Mm-hmm. Both mm-hmm. are both are receiving wealth. The issue is not that one's receiving wealth, one's not. In this situation, both individuals are receiving wealth, but there's a wealth that increases and there's a wealth that, that decreases, uh-huh. that dimish- uh-huh. dim- uh-huh. Wow. diminishes. Yeah. Very clear. And so, and I think Sigu's point was the same thing that kind of hit me: mm. that the wealth that is gained through labor is more. Is it's it's the value of that is beyond dollars Actual and cents. Mo- mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but it's in. <coughs> the impact that it has on me as a person, which will impact society. Mm-hmm. Let's do a really quick uh, verse 18, just the same chapter. Pro- poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he who regards a rebuke will be honored. Really mm-hmm. quick, what's the principle we can gather from that one? Listen to the advice of others even when it hurts. Yeah. Take know? criticism. Yeah, yeah. Right? even when it hurts. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, thankfully, I've had a lot of people in my life that have come to me and they say, look, that's a dumb decision. You're welcome. Your wife. You know? yeah. Yeah. My, wife, my, my father-in-law. Your is friends. Like, you know, it's. I remember we bought a house. We bought a house. We needed to buy a water softener to treat the water. And I was thinking, like, we need to get the best. We need to get a nice, brand new one, et cetera, et cetera. Bad decision. You can't afford it. You know, buy a used one. Buy a, you know, and build a little whatever and make it work. And, mm. you know, it hurts. Sometimes the advice hurts. And I hear, hear it's basically saying, listen to the advice of other people. Even when it hurts, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you in the long run. It's mm. going to hurt your pride a little bit, but mm-hmm. it'll help you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wisdom in this book. I mean, that's totally a, a cliche thing, and it's an <laughs> understatement, but the book of Proverbs has all these fortune, I call them fortune cookies, and an old Asian thing. You gather all these things, and these are really the secrets on how to get out of debt and to accrue wealth, not just material wealth, but also spiritual wealth. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that you've been inspired by this study and this fun study on going through the Proverbs of the Bible. Uh, my prayer is that we all accrue wealth in the Lord's eyes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you are inspired to, if you're already in debt, to get out of debt using His principles. Thank you so much for watching Inverse. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.